Welcome everybody to our third episode of Nux and Pucks. It's around T minus two hours here before the Leafs and Canucks game. Game day, baby. Yep, yep. And uh, lots of stuff been going around the NHL and the Vancouver Canucks as per usual. So why don't we get right into it? Um, let's start with those last three games against the Sabres, uh, Blue Jackets, and Coyotes. Um, low scoring games for the most part, um, except for that Columbus game. But what do you guys think about uh, how the way the team's been performing and maybe not as scoring as much in these last few? I think if we start from like the recent game, Coyotes game, yeah, it was a low scoring game, 2 1. But one thing I feel like I kind of started noticing the past like two, three games, the whole road trip, like teams have started getting a lot more physical with the Canucks. Whether you see Arizona, like fights happening, but like Liam O'Brien, I think it is getting a little physical there. Even the Sabres game, that was a real tough game. Columbus was a real tough game. I feel like teams are maybe that's part of their game strategies, sort of like being a little more physical with us and trying to get us off our game. But hey, we have guys ready. Zadorov was ready to pick up the fights there. Lafferty won't back down. We have those guys, even JT in that Columbus game when he was right. He was going at it. So that that Columbus game got really uh, no, not Columbus, Buffalo game got really out of hand, actually. My bad. Mm-hmm. That one got really out of hand after the JT hit on uh, Darlene. But yeah. Yeah. They no, I... made a few runs at Quinn, but we had that whole like as a committee pushback rather than like teams that have one or two guys that just fight back. So hey got a couple wins out of this and all bad yeah i think it's uh it's good man like we kind of need that test it's always good to be tested in different ways and then see how we can react and uh these last few games especially that sabers game and that coyotes game really show that you know this team can walk in and blow you up by five six goals but they can also shut you down right and as a playoff team like if you want to be a contender you got to be able to do both and uh, i think they've shown that um in terms of guys like ready to step up in uh, in instances of like fights or other teams hunting our guys down, like that was pretty cool to see. Because to be honest, like last few years before um, the Rutherford and like Elvin era, there'd only like ever be like one or two guys that ever do it. I know like for the longest time, like Zach McEwen was like the only guy you'd ever have hope in. And even then, like, sometimes he would do it, sometimes he wouldn't. And, like, knowing that we have, like, multiple dudes that can step up, it's nice. It's uh, it's aggressive hockey, and that's the type of uh, team you need if you want to make a uh, deep run. Yeah, so, like, it's really nice to see that um, teams will come into Vancouver or whenever they play Vancouver at home. Um, they're thinking that they have to find ways to shut us, shut us down, right? Like they're always gonna bring a hundred percent effort whenever we whenever they play us, as to like other seasons where probably they'd give like seventy percent, sixty percent because we weren't very good. Um, it's it's nice now to see that like we're getting teams best effort every night and we're performing very well against that too, right? Teams will go in, they'll be like, oh, okay, we gotta be physical, maybe like try to get under the skin of the top guys. Yeah, throw some guys off their game. Yeah, it's nice to see how we're responding to that. It's been very good so far. And I think it was the Coyotes head coach, uh, Andre Turgini or Turgini. Don't know how to pronounce his name. But yeah, he talked about how the Canucks like have been probably the toughest team that they've played. And like how we're fast, uh, we're hard on pucks and that we play with a good structure. And to be honest, getting compliments like that from around the league, I know we got one before from, I think it was Braden Point, 
um, you know, we're putting the league on notice. So that, that says something about this team and the way that they've been playing throughout the course of the season. Yeah, I mean, it, it tells you the change in the team where teams aren't just coming into Vancouver coasting, like expecting a win or something. It's like if they want to win, they have to really play the best hockey they've played this season to be able to win against us. And that's about the whole team just having that buy-in where every guy is playing for each other. And there's a whole, there's a team atmosphere again. I feel like that's something we've talked about in the past like few years where yeah, we had a bunch of stars, individual stars, but it never felt like it meshed together into a team environment. Yeah, and Rutherford, now you... Rutherford actually said that yesterday. Yeah. We'll get more into that later, but he said that yesterday. It was really interesting. Yeah, it's like you see those guys that there's, whether it's Garland scoring, Pedersen scoring, Joshua, Lafferty, Zodorov, Susie, whoever scores, it doesn't matter. Nobody's there for individual points, but every guy's there just to make sure that they get their job done. And everybody knows their role. And that's a huge thing. It's not like it's like a guy like Myers is expected to score out there or something. He knows his role that, okay, he doesn't need to push up on offense too much. Just be responsible in his own end. And, hey, it's working out perfectly so far, I'd say. Yeah, I kind of want to comment on the whole, like, you know, guys, like, doing their job, doing their role. Um, uh, I think it was Garland talking about like how they were trying to name the line something it was like some sort of like junior cheeseburger thing i don't even know what it was but um yeah he just talked about he's like we're a third line right we're a tough line to play against and our job is to do xyz and uh yeah we're going out there and doing that and he's like this type of stuff isn't important it kind of just shows where guys like mentality's at right um another thing i kind of want to comment on along those lines was now since we're playing the leaf today right um, talking about player mentality, I know Mitch Martin or somebody questioned him about their last four games and how they lost. And he's like, oh, no, we're playing great. There's no problems, right? Kind of shows that you get used to that losing culture over the years versus where somebody asked Quinn, oh, what do you think about that 5-1-1 one, one road trip? And he's like, we should have won all seven. Yeah. So I think it kind of shows that the culture is definitely there now, right? Yeah. And that's even, what we were always missing. And even with like a guy like, what was it, uh, Devontae's, a few weeks ago or mm -hmm. so when he said you know our guys need to step it up they're not doing what they need to do it's yeah like well, he being said, accountable he said a lot of guys think they're playing better than they actually yeah. are and they're and I'd not say, holding themselves accountable well talking about the Leafs I think that's the case of the Leafs they yeah you can see Matthews he's scoring like whatever 30 like a crazy amount of goals but it doesn't matter how many goals he has he could have 100 goals if he does if they don't make the playoffs what's the use of it there's 100%. no point yeah and it's it's about guys if you look at even teams like say vegas last year if you look at their regular season stats it's not like they had a crazy amount of stats no guy mm -hmm. was like 120 points 130 points something like that crazy they're all relatively in the lower end and that's the thing it's a playing as a committee as a team yeah and now we're getting more of that and i think it's getting the canucks on the path to success I mean, yeah, I think it's, this is like a pretty general conversation, but it's like hockey is like an 18-man team, right? Like you can't just give it to one guy and he can, he can you know, just lead the team to success. I think Connor McDavid and like, you know, uh, Leon Dreisaitl are like good examples of that, right? Arguably the two best players in the league, but on the same team doesn't mean you're going to get uh, automatic success, right? So top to bottom, it matters. Um, and now that we're on that topic, I kind of want to talk about like our second line. 
um and the rumors around like you know that top six trade and like that uh 2c especially i think this team has a whole nother level to them right like they're playing amazing as is but that second line has just been neutral they're not adding anything they're not really taking away anything but once they do start adding where does this team go because i remember before the second line wasn't all too bad this back when uh, jt and brock were on that second line but uh, pd wasn't producing as much and now pd's producing but that second line is kind of regressed what does this team look like when pd is on his game and that second line is producing do they take it to a whole nother level i think so i mean it depends i i think we've talked about it like there's two ways they can sort of go about it either they add a scoring wing or center or they go a little more defensive like center type of situation either way Two i have way. no issue with it i think either way can work but yeah. like talking about pd he's leading the league in goals in january he's 11 goals and it's what it's january 20th right now yeah that's insane low amount of games but even the second line they have had they had zero goals on the whole road trip like it's yeah. been bad it's the only spot where you can actually look at the canucks and be like okay there's a there's a hole here where they can fix this and it does scare me a little because when we get into the playoffs, the top, if a team like, let's just say Vegas or Winnipeg or somebody's playing against the Canucks, they'll just stack up one of their lines with their best defensive forwards to put up against the lotto line. And as long as they yeah. can shut down the lotto line, they'll be able, they'll be like, they'll feel good about themselves that we can probably win the game. Oh, and yeah. if the Canucks have all their chips on one line and the other lines, like, yeah, the Garland line's there, but you need that second line to be a threat the fourth line's more for energy that's how the like talk it's try to use them energy and sort of just like pressure but mm -hmm. you need that second line to start scoring otherwise in the playoffs if they keep the lotto line i don't see i feel like teams are gonna work around it and the canucks are gonna have to split it up uh, speaking of the second line like just yesterday i think it was or maybe the other day a quinn referred to the garland line as the second line right then that's mm. like that's something if that's, that's something. something yeah like yeah that line's been playing pretty good but they're not a second line right they're they're a, no. a good third line but they're not a second line and then you yeah. got kuzmenko with zero points in nine games you got um i think mikhaev has like i don't know what it is but it's like probably it's either zero to two points in his last nine it's games not enough for a guy that's getting the not enough at all getting. yeah they're getting too much money like because Michael's getting five and a half and McKayev's getting what three and a half? I think around four point three or four point four ish. But yeah, like either way, thing, that's too much with, money. The thing with McKayev, I don't think it's too much money because you have to keep in mind he is one of our main penalty killers. He has that role done quite well. McKayev's a our, good our penalty good kills third liner really though. I'd he say would be. He's he's a fringe second liner. I think he works as a second liner. I don't think he's part of the issue. But he's not the line driver, and that's the issue. With PD, he had no issue. There with is PD, no yeah. line with driver PD. on that line. Yeah. And that's why they if they the second line, you can't expect a guy like Mikheyev to be leading that line. Because Manko last year, you kind of expected like he wasn't a play driver, but you expected him to score. That we all know how it's going. So and Pia Suter, like he's a good bottom six guy, but he's not really a second line center. So you need one. One of those three guys, or like whoever's in that position, to be a play driver to get some offense going in there. 
it just looks like Kuzmenko, the way he's playing right now. Like, look, he, he had that turnover against uh, Arizona. He got benched. He played one shift after that, right? And, like, that's also has an impact on a guy's confidence. Like, every time he goes out there, he's scared to make a mistake. You can't play hockey scared, obviously, right? So, like, it, it, I don't know how they can fix it because they've tried everything, right? They've tried showing him film, like, talking with him one-on-one, but nothing's worked. So, I seems like time's running out for the guy. I, I think, yeah, yeah um, I think it's just, like, He's not a bad player. Like, I think Rutherford mentioned this too. Like, he's a good player. He's just lost his confidence. And he will definitely get back to scoring, whether that's in Vancouver or not. Um, I think with Talkit, Talkit's very strict about the way he wants his guys to play. And the gaps in Kuzmenko's game prevent him from playing that style. I think in a team that might be a little bit more lenient on the defensive end, he'd be a perfect fit, right? Uh, no way do I think, like, he's never going to get back to that form. But I do think it's not going to be in Vancouver. I think he does get moved for sure. Before, it was kind of like a question mark. I think at this point, it's almost like a it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when when is it going to happen. Yeah, and I, I don't blame it on coaching either. Like, with the Canucks coaching staff, we all know how much they've changed now. And you've had multiple players, whether that's Quinn or just a ton of players coming out and saying that, you know, they feel really supported. The coaches know how to get to them and talk mm-hmm. to them. And at some point, you can't really keep playing Kuzmenko if he keeps making mistakes like that. You have to win games at the end of the day. And yeah. as much as it is, I loved watching Kuzmenko last year, but with this year, the benching, I support it. Like, you have to win games at the end of the day. You can't really just keep playing the guy, hoping that he regains his confidence. But in turn, he turns the pucks over a bunch of times and the Canucks keep getting scored on or something. You yeah, can't... He was on the ice. He was on the ice for the Coyotes' only goal. Yeah. So, yeah, and he played like six, seven minutes in a game where we had three to four power plays, right? So, but plain and simple, hockey's a business. We have a goal at the end of the day, and the goal is to win a Stanley Cup. Um, sometimes guys, you know, you'll like them, but you got to move on from them. And like a good example could be like Bo Horvat, right? He was a fan favorite for a long time, drafted by the team, right? At one point, a heart and soul guy, but uh, you got to move on and look what it did, right? We're in a much better position now, and. A guy like Kuzmeko, I feel like maybe not to the same extent, but similar similar situation. Like, like we love him, right? But if you're not helping us win, I'm sorry, right? We're gonna go get somebody that helps. Scott, I feel like that's a big issue with us, like Canucks fans. Mm-hmm. Like we get so fixated on some players where it's like they could be yeah, a fringe NHLer. Like so, I was, th- like, I was thinking one day, like think about you, Levy. There's a whole thing. Like, no, we can't get rid of him. He's gonna, he's gonna mm-hmm. become that top four demon. Rathbone is like, no, no, we can't get rid of him. He's gonna become that top four demon. Or just like even in the past, like Hunter and Carrick, or just a yeah. bunch of names out there, which were quite honestly fringe NHLers, but just everybody was so fixated on them. And sometimes I feel like this management's done well, where. They don't wait until the player is low. Like, obviously, Kuzmenko now he is low, but with other guys, like you mentioned, Bo, they got rid of him when he was probably at his highest trade value ever on, like, a 30-goal pace or whatever he was. And I feel like now, at this point, with Kuzmenko, you can't wait until he gets back up because you're making a run right now. You're one of the best teams in the NHL. You have to make that move now. But at the same time, at the same time, like if he has no value right now 
what do you like you don't want to attach something just to get rid of him i mean um, i i mean i i'm gonna take that back it's it's five and a half million dollars if, if it's like if you have to give up like a third or a fourth along with Kuzmenko, then I'd do it. But anything more than that, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't think we'd have to attach. I don't know. I feel like there's teams out there that might be willing to bet on him. Mm-hmm. Where, take for example, a team like maybe, obviously we've already done a trade with them, but Chicago. They might be like, you know what? We have a more lenient system with Bedard. Obviously, they're, they're not expecting to be a good team. Mm-hmm. They can let Kuzmenko play freely. If he gets to like 40 goals again... The league starts going, oh, look, he's a two-time 40-goal scorer-ish. And they move him off for something else. And those sort of teams, I think, would be willing to bet on him to, yeah. like, bounce back. And what does it hurt Chicago to put a freaking, uh, to put a former 40-goal scorer on Bedard's wing, right? So They need to give him some talent because we've seen how much, even like he, Jason he Dickinson. He can be a compliment. He can be a yeah. very good compliment to a guy like Bedard, which honestly he should be a good compliment to a guy like Petey too. But like, I, don't I, I feel I, I don't I disagree with that. I think with the Canuck structure and Chicago structure, Chicago can be free. You don't see much like players are just playing how they want to play, kind of. Yeah, they have with no the, expectations. Yeah, with the Canucks, there's expectations in place. Every mm-hmm. guy is expected. You you're not just a one way forward. You have to play both way ends. You have to be responsible in your end first, and then you get to play offense. So that's where I see Kuzmenko, I guess, kind of doesn't fit the bill. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I know last episode we talked about some potential candidates for that top six, and we were literally, uh, we were uh, mostly talking about down the middle, um, that 2C. And I know Erickson X uh, name came up. What do you guys think is the likelihood of that happening now with Jared Spurgeon being out? And the wilds chances just becoming thinner and thinner of making the playoffs well they won yesterday right so i feel like they're they're just hanging on by a thread especially what their gm said that we still believe that we can make it and i feel like if we're ever gonna get eric snack it'll be right at the deadline when they have a definitive answer whether or not they're gonna make it or not mm-hmm. as much as it is i personally don't see him getting moved i i like to dream about it but no yeah i don't think we're gonna get him but i'm saying if we were to get him it would be then you'd have to throw a lot at them yeah it need to be like maybe multiple first possibly just because of how good that contract is and with the cap Mm -hmm. going up that contract's just getting better and better it yeah it's either multiple first or you're throwing in lekermeki or wielander which i don't think this team wants to do would you guys do that? Which one of which one of Leckermacki or Wielander would you be more willing to trade? Wielander. Leckermacki. I do Leckermacki. I feel like right we hand, have no defense. Right hand defenseman. You get a top or right hand defenseman. That's crazy. Yeah, that's no, crazy. You value. cannot trade him. No chance. I like how goals. hard it was to get like Koronik or mm-hmm. even a guy like say Rasmus Anderson. Like if he were to get traded right now, he's going for a haul. Mm-hmm. Compared to Leckermacki, he's a winger. Yeah, he's good, but. Oh yeah, wingers, always, also, wingers have the lowest value out of everybody. It's also the Battle of Alberta today, man. Yeah, that's gonna but, be a big game, like for the Flames. Edmonton's gonna win. They're, yeah, hey, but, my but, prediction like, last the flame, week: they're climbing the ladder. Yeah, they're playing. When you're playing sub 500 teams, obviously you're gonna climb the ladder. Still climbing yeah. the ladder. <laughs> hey, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you a secret? On... Are you a secret Edmonton fan? 
No, no. Bro, no. even even on this <laughs> underneath underneath that 12... Canucks ad, he has a Edmonton toque or something. <laughs> <laughs> even on this 12-13 game win streak, they've only gained three points on the Canucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because we keep winning too, right? We're yeah, not we keep winning. Them up Everybody keeps wondering when are we gonna have our losing streak? We haven't had it yet. Knock on wood, but like it's great. If Thank anything, post trade deadline maybe like. But those are gonna be some fun games post trade deadline with LA Vegas. I think comes there too. We got Vegas three times, LA yeah. three times, Colorado three times, and <laughs> Winnipeg three. Yeah, we got every those four three times. It's each, gonna so. be a challenge. We have a oh yeah tough road trip after the. I think it's our All Star break thingy. It's mm-hmm. Carolina, Columbus. I think uh, yeah, Carolina's there. Boston. I want to say Colorado somewhere there too or something. I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. It's around that range. That that's gonna be a good little test again. Boston like we, should be fun. Yeah, I feel like we keep saying like there's Canucks that are gonna get tested, are gonna get tested, but they just keep proving the whole. Well, I mean, long. technically they are getting tested. They just keep passing it. Yeah, you yeah. know what my biggest fear is, man. Like we make it out of the regular season as like one of the top teams, and then we just get dunked in the first round. Like, I mean, that's why I'm saying let's uh, chill out on the points, guys. Like we don't need to win the President's Trophy. We've seen how that's kind of worked out. Man, I'm gonna lose my fifty bucks, but yeah, I'd rather take that. Wait, you bet on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah me was... and uh, Baj had a little friendly, friendly <laughs> bet going on. He said the Canucks nice. here. Yeah, I was like, come on, I don't want them. To win. But that means we don't win the cup, so I don't know. I'd rather lose the fifty bucks over a cup. Fifty dollars for a cup? Come on, give it to Batman. Maybe he'll give you the cup. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were talking about Erickson Neck, uh, Spurgeon. Um, yeah, um, other guys, Lindholm, Monahan, uh, Granlin, like. I know Lindholm's like a name that's been coming up recently. He has 28 points in 43 games. And then there's Monahan who has 24 in 42. So their 82 game pace is not too far off. And a guy like Monahan will probably come at a much cheaper price than Lindholm. Um, if you had to choose him between one, wouldn't Monahan make the most sense? I think, yeah, he's cheaper in the sense of money, but I feel like he's going to be, he's going to go for a first or something because his contract is so yeah, cheap. But- his contract's if, like, like his contract's like one and a half million or two million. What's the term? You know? Just this year, Montreal no, can easily just retain half of it. That means any contender is in on him. A guy for a million dollars, every team's in on him. That's what's gonna make the betting bidding price go up. Whereas Monahan, I uh, Lindholm, not a lot of teams can really get in on that just because of that contract. It's I think like around four and a half ish million. Mm-hmm. And it makes it that harder for teams to make trades because, as we've seen, other than Alvin, nobody can figure out how to make salary cap trades. <laughs> GM of the year, I think. Hey. Yeah. What about what about a guy like Mikael Granlin though? Yeah. Yes, twenty nine and thirty six. But He's I don't. Like, I don't know too much about his two way game. He also plays on San Jose. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like makes it even more impressive. I he has nobody so. with him. That that's what we're talking about. It's the Kuzmenko situation. If Kuzmenko goes to Chicago, he's gonna score more. If he goes to San Jose, he's gonna score more. Because you're one of the top guys. He's playing. He's the... playing freely. He has no yeah. real responsibility. He's just playing how he wants to play. Yeah, Rather, I guess. A guy that I feel. But like... a lot of those, a lot of those points from Granlund and Monahan and Lindholm, like I feel like eighty percent of those are assists. But, I don't know which one. I don't know how many are primary, how many are secondary, but still. Groundland's carrying a cap at a five million though. Yeah, that's so that's pretty like it's pretty much the same as Lindholm, almost. Uh, I think. 
Um, I'd expect any of those trades we make Kuzmenko's involved in it. Hundred percent, or else the money doesn't work. Dump yeah. At that point, but another guy that I find interesting is name uh, Vetrano. Mm. There's been uh, yeah, he's been very I, good. Like what's it good. called? Uh, Dollywall was talking about it. How the Canucks had interest in him a couple of years ago when he got mm-hmm. signed, and hey, he has 21 goals and 44 games. That'd be a nice little piece to add for us. We need some goals going on the second line. He's not a center, but even as a winger, hey, I'll take it. If he can, no, even if we get a reach... good winger, like that still yeah. makes a big difference. And he's cheap too. I think he's like around three point eight ish million. So hmm. we can make that work quite not too bad. And I can see the Canucks having interest in him. A yeah. guy even on the same team, Anaheim, Henrique. Henrique's mm-hmm. a guy that uh, is involved in trade talks. He's putting up quite some good numbers this year, and he's a. They're both uh, Henrique's a UFA at the end of the year. I think. Vetrano has another year left next year, so I'd lean towards Vetrano, but then Henrique is a center. Mm-hmm. Or hey, but then Vetrano obviously will cost more. Yeah, but hey, if there's a possibility, once you get both two thirds mm-hmm. of that second line, <laughs> yeah, that would uh, well, what would a trade like that look like? Vetrano Henrique, oh, the like, cap wouldn't even work. Kuzmenko needs to go. And we'd still have like around 3 million to go. 3 million. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't don't see how that would work. But you know what? That's why they're like, that's why management is management. They got to figure it out. That's why we trust Alvin. Let him cook. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I think they'll figure it out. I I have full faith in management. Moving on to management. Looks like Francesco has full faith in management too. Rutherford gets a three-year extension. Yes. And there t- there's talks of how they're expecting Alvin's extension to be done in the next week or so. So yeah, yeah. I kind of like it. I feel like it's a good thing to do I, for yeah. the trade deadline just because then you know these these guys know that, hey, we're around long-term. We, I guess some GMs would make some short-sighted moves where it's like, you know, let's make sure we have a good year this year so that we get <laughs> yeah. the extension. But now they have that confidence. I... I think we've all, everybody has changed their opinion on management from last year. Everybody, we couldn't yeah. see it, but they saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Rutherford said that in his uh, interview or his press conference yesterday. He's like, a lot of tough decisions had to be made, especially with Bruce. But like, we wanted to give the next head coach a enough time to implement his system, which paid off so much this year, I, I think. Mean, you look at that whole coaching staff. There's Talkit, there's Adam Foot, Sergey Gonchar, Mike Yo, the Sedines, Ian Clark. That's that's an all-star coaching staff. It's probably the best in the league. It has to be up there. I mean, Talkit, mm-hmm. I'd say Talkit Tortorella, those two guys have to be the top two guys for the Jack Adams trophy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of experience behind Talkit has Canucks another bench. year left, right? So his extension will be a little bit down the road. But I feel like his extension will be really important in terms of getting free agents and stuff to come here. Another low-key, I think, piece that people forget about, I feel like Jeremy Colton. Like, mm. that's really important. I'd, I'd expect a lot of teams in the offseason to be interested in him. Oh, yeah. Come... He, he he deserves it so much. Yeah. I had the uh, chance to, like, 
I didn't really get to say much to him, but I was down in Abbotsford for like an assignment and I got to like see his whole pregame stuff and like I got to watch his post-game interview and he said hi to me. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah, he just seems like a nice guy. He's doing very well in Abbotsford, so yeah, I mean, he definitely deserves if it's not uh, like if it's not a head coaching job somewhere in the NHL, he's definitely going to get an assistant job somewhere. I think I'd see a young team sort of going after him to be their head coach, which kind of scares me given how well he's worked in Abbotsford, how well whole Abbotsford system has been. It's he's making tough decisions there too, like. Guys like Klimovich, when they don't play well, it's not like you're getting ice time handed to you. You have to earn it. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the whole thing around the whole organization. Even talk it. It's no matter how good you are, you could be Pedersen Miller or you could be a fourth liner like Niels Almond. It doesn't matter. You have to earn your ice time. And if you mm-hmm. play well, you'll get ice time. It's simple as that. Championship culture. Yeah. That's what it is. But, but uh I like the way he's handled like Klimovich. Baines, all those guys down there. Like, at the start, they barely got any ice time, and they were just building slowly, slowly, slowly. Now they're thriving. It's awesome. Do you guys think Baines could get a call-up this year? I, think I, so. I don't I don't see pause. I don't see it happening. I Obviously, he deserves it, but, like, just keep the young guys down there. Let them go deep in the playoffs. I, I see pods staying down there definitely. <clears throat> I don't think there's there should be any rush to bring him up either. But Baines, yeah. I feel like, hey, knock on wood, we haven't had too many injury issues on our top or our forward group. But if there were, I think the sort of scoring touch of Baines could come in handy there. I mean, he's an AHL All Star. He's playing really well. He had that really nice move that he did. I like spin around and going against the whole team there. Yeah, just scared. to get into the zone. That was yeah. sick. Yeah, but, that was like, that was really nice. I don't know. I feel like yeah, by next year, I think he should definitely have a really good chance to make the team. But hey, there could be a chance this year, maybe. Yeah, next year there's gonna be a lot of openings, right? A lot yeah. of guys are on <clears throat> expiring contracts right now, so you're gonna have to have at least two guys that are ready to come up. Yeah. But you know, we were talking about uh, coaching, and we were talking about uh, talk it. And like how him and Tortorella might be the top two guys. Um, personally, I do think uh, Tockett's going to win it. I think he's going to be coach of the year. That's just how it is. But um, he's going to the All Star game and yeah. uh, so are five other Canucks. Um, first time in franchise history we've had five or more Canucks go to the All Star game. So it's a pretty, pretty big accomplishment for the organization. Um, I haven't really paid attention to the All-Star game since I was a kid. Mm, I haven't honest. paid attention since I was like 10. Yeah, this is like <laughs> back when like OV used to like put on like a cape and like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm, days, yeah. right? Or like Patty Kane with his little like nerd glasses. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be tuning in for sure this time because, you know, uh, we got a bunch of guys in there. But uh, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on five All-Stars or six if you include Talkit going uh the Canucks. Hey, seven if you include Al Murdoch, the PA announcer. Oh, yeah, I forgot hey, about that. that. That counts too, yeah. Yeah, so we have seven all stars. He's a legend. He's, he's a real a, legend. Oh, he does that. Like, I he used to do the Bo Horvat thing. Mm-hmm. That's the like, one thing I miss. Yeah. Oh, Horvat. That was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it to Al. <laughs> we'll leave it to Al. But yeah, I mean, it's awesome seeing. Obviously, it's a fantasy all-star draft this year, too. I don't know if you guys remember that. 
Mm, but there's yeah. a fantasy oh, draft. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I completely forgot about that, but I only remembered because uh, Coin and Michael Bublé are going to be co-captains. Yeah, yeah. So there was talks of like... I hey, thought that was a joke at first. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> hey, like, Qu- Michael Bublé, what? Quinn has, to, <laughs> Quinn has to draft Pedersen first. Otherwise, there's going to be issues there. But mm-hmm. hey, I mean, it's awesome to see. I love it. We have all stars the, in there. Yeah, the last one I remember was what? When Phil Kessel got taken last? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was... yeah, there's a there's like one or two after that. I don't know why they stopped. It. I think it was a good. It, it sort of gets the NHL back. I feel like this All Star game they've done really well. The whole system, sort of going back to making it a more. I feel like last year they kind of had ideas where it just didn't make sense. No, I didn't make sense. Like that yeah, shooting people, tank like thingy, guys were shooting hockey. pucks. They're shooting yeah. pucks from the beach. Yeah, what, like what's going on here, man? <laughs> I think everybody was just done with it. Even the year before, where they were at the Bellagio at Vegas, mm-hmm. and they were on like the water is like, yeah, nobody really cares about that. Like, you look at leagues like the NBA. What are the what's the biggest like all star skills competition there? The dunk contest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the game. Everybody loves it. And then this year, I like how they did that twelve player thing, where just twelve players that are participating in the all star skills competition. And they pick, what is it, I think, four of the, like, mainstays of uh, the competitions. And then based on that, they get points. Whoever wins gets a million dollars. So mm-hmm. there's some money on the line. There's the top players are going to be performing. And apparently Connor McDavid had a huge thing, hand in this, of being like, okay, let's get back to hockey. So, I mean. It's hey. good. It, it'll be good for the game to have a fun all-star game for once. Yeah. But um, I feel like the... what about the actual all-star game is like is, I, I didn't see any changes to that though i think i don't know is it five on five now i think it's three on three three on three still yeah yeah but i don't know i've uh, i don't know if this is unpopular more opinion of or like not, a, but... it's more of like a pickup hockey game yeah. I, i've never liked the all-star games i don't like the all-star game i like the comp- even in skills the NBA, competition never, yeah even in the nba i don't watch the actual game i just watch the, the, the skills well yeah because it's literally just dudes walking up and down right mm-hmm. just like no there's one's no trying yeah. yeah there's no fun right when people compete it's yeah you know like skills competition yeah, guys are gonna be age. going for that million dollars hey like yeah. they're getting a break in toronto might as well get a million dollars while you're at it and then i will tune into the game if somehow all canucks end up on the same team but i don't think that's happening if they're yeah. doing that like semis in the final oh shit uh <laughs> if they're doing the semis in the final thing then if they if they make the like if a Canuck makes the finals, then I'll, I'll watch it. I might have it on as background noise sort of thing. Just Speaking leave it of on background, background noise, I have the Ravens and Texans game on right now. There's just, there was How just about them Cowboys? There was just a punt How about return them for Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, Gers? Okay, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, so honestly, what I'd say is the Cowboys suck. I agree. There's no other way to put it. Go Green Bay. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually Pack rooting squad. for Green Bay. Oh, look at him trying to act like he cares for other No, I, I just don't like the Niners. I, I want the Niners to lose. No, I want the Niners to win. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Dallas. Okay. Dallas. All right, back to hockey. Back to hockey. <laughs> Talking about our All-Stars, Um, there's one All-Star that's been uh, being talked about a lot. There's a lot of conversation around him. Elias Pettersson. And uh, specifically his uh, contract situation. There's a lot of noise on Twitter. Um. Some comments from management as well. Um, I know what I think about it, right? I think it's very <clears throat> unnecessary. I think let the guy be. He's yeah. made it known that he doesn't want to talk about it till the end of the season. 
I don't know what Canucks fans find so hard to comprehend about that. Stop speculating for absolutely no reason, right? Stop like getting all, you know, insecure about the fact that he might leave, right? Just let it be. He's trying to win right now. But uh, you know how the Canucks fan base is. We don't like to listen. So uh, what's your guys' uh, take on that? I know Elvin and Rutherford both kind of also pitched their ideas on this. So be interested I mean, to hear what you guys think. I mean, literally what you said, just let the guy be, man. Come on. Like, mm-hmm. if he said he's not negotiating in the year, what else do you need to know about it? He doesn't want to negotiate in the year. And I mean, for obvious reasons, you see, it becomes a whole huge distraction. Whether it was with Nylander, yeah, he signed his contract. But ever since then, it's been like, oh, look, Nylander before and after his contract. It just creates unnecessary noise. And what guy wants that noise when he has a legitimate chance to, you know, possibly make a deep playoff run this year? Mm -hmm. And I would much rather have Pedersen focus on his game, the team, and winning rather than focusing on his contract right now. Either way, he's not walking at the end of the year. Either There's two ways it goes. Either signs... Or he gets traded. If he gets traded, we get a huge deal, huge trade package. If he signs, we have our cornerstone number one center, like our best player signed long term or whatever the term is. And I kind of want to bring up a very outlier situation, right? Um, Obviously, there's so many things that still go into. We talked about one of them, like the second line of stuff. But if Vancouver does win the Stanley Cup this year, right? And your ally is Pedersen why wouldn't you want the organization to throw all the money at you, right? You could probably earn a little bit more than what you're getting right now. Oh, I have and, a, I have an hey, interesting question about hey, that. Just keep going. There was, I saw this stat uh, today. There's no, there hasn't been a single player in the last decade that signed a contract after having two back-to-back 100-point seasons. Mm-hmm. And mm. Patterson has the potential to be the first one. Obviously, he'd wait until he has that 100-point secured and then be like, here, Here's my argument. Like I have back-to-back hundred-point seasons, and pay mm-hmm. me the money. Yeah. Right, think... So, okay, you go. You go for. Yeah, no, go go for it. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna ask a question. It's yeah. um, say we win the cup this year. What do you think Petey gets versus if we don't win the cup this year? So how much how much do you think the price goes up if we win it, and right. he gets a hundred points? If we don't win, I think. Anywhere in between 11.75 to 12.5, it's pretty reasonable. I think he might actually get upwards of 12. Um, if we win, I don't care. Throw throw the yeah, whole thing at him. If we win, it's a blank check. That's what Rick I, Dollywall said on their show yesterday. He's like, if they win, it's a blank check. I think them. right now, too, I think there's a blank check, blank check there. Just with even Rutherford's comments and then Francesco made the whole thing of coming in. Like, hey, we want PD signed. No, nah, I was basically sign. begging yesterday. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> those guys kind of need to chill a little bit there, where it's like, hey, you know, yeah, the like guy. You gotta stop talking about it so much, man. You, you talk about it so much, it becomes a distraction. And that's what mm-hmm. it's sort of become. And that's also another there's thing. Also, there's also some other people on Twitter that we keep talking about that, you know, <laughs> that just say mm-hmm. stupid sh- stuff. Yeah, who <laughs> make it their whole point to just be like, yeah, you know, Pedersen's not going to sign, Pedersen this, Pedersen that. Like, it's like, happy. oh, we made him unhappy. Like, well, what yeah. are you talking about, bro? Like, seriously. Yeah, no. I don't uh, think Pedersen like, sits um... on Twitter all day and looks at uh, some people's tweets. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, debating blocking that guy. Yeah. Trying to get him on I, 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 He always quotes everything that comes out of all these talk shows. That's the only reason I follow him. So. It'll be a shout out to whoever knows who we're talking about. 
Yeah, I drop mean, it down it, in the comments. Yeah, if you know who you're talking, we're talking about. about, it should be very obvious. This guy is very annoying. Watch us end up on Twitter now. Yeah, he's gonna be like, and then he quotes like one of us, like, "This guy's very annoying." Failed podcast. <laughs> ah well, it is what it is. He's so annoying, man. So I feel annoying. I feel like that we come we talk too much about this guy. Stop. Yeah, we gotta stop giving him his uh. Spotlight. We bring him up at like, like once an episode. But I mean, that's all I see on my feed, man. Like I'm trying to like look at some Canuck stuff, and all I see is this guy crying or complaining about how he doesn't like, sign. Everybody's either liking his stuff or retweeting it or commenting on it. Yeah. Like he always shows up somehow, unless you block. Yeah. Him. Yeah, but PD, yeah, um, I think in terms of money, yeah, like I, we were talking about like the whole blank check thing. Um, correct me if you're wrong. You were saying like management shouldn't be really putting that out there. Is that what you were kind of saying? Much? No, no, no. I was saying I think it's already out there. Oh, okay. Hey, it's pretty much out there. Uh, but the price goes up if uh, he wins. What What I was gonna say was like I don't think PD's like a super greedy guy, right? Like, but at the same time, like you've gotten to this point in your career like this is something you've earned from a young age you deserve what you earned right so he's not going to be like oh like i'll take a 10 million dollar contract like that's not happening right but at the same time uh you don't want to like i feel like the blank check thing like i don't think he's going to take advantage of it but sometimes guys will right because i think he wants to win so he's always going to take that into consideration too like oh i don't want to be that guy that takes 14 million and then you know kind of screws the team over I think but, legacy uh, matters a lot for him. And that's yeah. what sort of people, I guess, couldn't understand with that Chicago rumor of him going there. Mm-hmm. It was, the whole thing was him and Nylander are going to team up in Chicago with Bedard. Mm-hmm. That's the least likeliest thing. Obviously, we know now because Nylander... Like, he doesn't want to be a glory hunter like he's, uh, he doesn't, Kevin Durant. If he goes there, it's Bedard's team. Yeah. No matter what, it's Bedard's team and then Nylander and Patterson are the two leeches that sort of just came onto the team to go with Bedard and I don't know if you guys seen PD talked about it how the FIFA World Cup he's mm-hmm. like seeing Messi win made him cry because he cares about those legacy moments and he's like it was a really Maybe emotional moment too. for me I cried as well yeah you, you also cried you also cried when the Dallas Cowboys got kicked out of the playoffs yeah, so but let's leave were, it at that those were both very different crying go Packers Emotions. Anyways, but you know, legacy matters for him. And if you look at it, even there's been things of like Swedish players in Vancouver, mm-hmm. Sedins. It took uh, Gillis. Uh, he had to fly to Sweden and sign them a day before the free agency period. And yeah. even with uh, what's his name, Naslin, he signed in like August. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everybody needs to pump the brakes a little bit, so calm down, time. watch some Canucks hockey, and worry about the contract situation later. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and like Rutherford already said yesterday, he's like, whatever Petey decides, whether if he wants to sign in the offseason or now, it's not going to impact anything that they do this year in terms of trades and stuff, which is, I think it's, I think it's a good thing, right? You, you have a window. You don't want to worry about what your star player might or might not do. You're trying to capitalize on the moment right now, right? So that's also a good thing. But one more thing I want to say about it is management, like Alvin and Rutherford have talked about it a little too much, right? Mm-hmm. And like if PD and his camp, actually, I don't know if his camp said it or I don't even know who said it, but it seems like he wants to sign in the offseason. He just 
don't say anything publicly. You know what I mean? Like, don't let it get out there to the media. And then the media starts yapping a bunch of stuff. And then that can get on a player's nerves, right? Especially in this market, people will blow everything out of proportion. So they just need to let it go for a little bit. It's getting a little too much talk right now. Hey, PD's agent, if you have any news you need to sort of leak out, you can always reach out to us and we'll leak it out. Don't worry about that. Nux and pucks underscore Nestria, in case yeah. you're wondering. You can just send us a little message saying, hey guys, start this rumor and we'll be right there. But I mean, hey, the, the uh, his agent did talk about how uh, once Pedersen comes back to Vancouver, like after that road trip, that they were going to meet up and they were going to talk about it. So I think, yeah, he's just wait a little bit like, there, yeah. there's a possibility i'd say maybe a small chance that he might sign like in the season but i think most likely yeah just wait till the off season i just he just doesn't want anybody to know what he's about to do yeah he wants it to be a surprise which i, I don't mind i think it's also best for team success too like the whole distraction thing like i think that's a major thing but the like, contract and all like all this noise is also a distraction right yeah but that's a distraction we're deciding to create on our own I, I feel like that's more so a uh, Canuck fan syndrome where uh, when everything's going mm-hmm. right, you have to find something that's wrong just to be like, exactly. hey, this is wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I think this came from. We, I think this whole PD contract situation really picked up after our three wins in New York. Mm-hmm. After those wins, it was like, okay, you know, things are going a little too well. Let's bring it down. PD contract. He's not well, signed. Well, it's because, yeah, he had those like four game winning goals too, right? Yeah. And it's like, now all of a sudden we're like, oh, wow, we have this guy. And it's like, oh, no, we might lose this guy. It's <laughs> like, calm down. It's not, it's really not that big of a problem. Look, man, if anybody who's worried, if we lose him, which I, God, I hope obviously we don't, we're still going to we get such a huge return back. Yeah, that yeah. like it's gonna be fine it'll be fine at the end of the day put it like this right like worst case situation you're handing this current management numerous first round picks and a bunch of yeah elite like the, the the uh timeline will get pushed down a little bit obviously yeah but it just sets up our future even hey, more. you get a gabe uh what's a uh, pure luke dubois type of trade uh, i'll take it Never know, or that that, that would Sets be you insane. Up. A couple of young guys, but I think we don't need to get too deep. Yeah, it's too much talks. I think it's yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's really yeah. I don't think it's worthwhile. Where just everybody chill out, just watch Patterson, be happy he's a Canuck. Watch Hughes, be happy he's a Canuck. Watch Demko, be happy with him. JT Brock, all those guys. Learn and, how to appreciate what you have. You know, let's forget. Let's not forget that we used to have days where Jason Magna was one of our top six forwards. Michael Chaput. I still Brandon miss. Brandon McMillan. Just, I still know. miss Goldie. As much as those guys, yeah. you know, they were legends. They're still legends in our. Parks, Shout out Jack Skilly. Jack Skilly. Jack Skilly. Oh my oh. God. I remember that. Wasn't he with the Sedines one time? Like he was. Mm-hmm. I swear yeah, he, he was. He yeah. had like a. He had like a three-week period where he was going yeah. off with those guys. I mean, Tom Sestito had a period where he was with the Sedins, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody did, I feel Everybody like. got a turn with the Sedins. It's like, yeah. to be fair, right? They're the Sedins. You never know what might click. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's move to uh, some recent Tonight. stuff. Let's move to today. Yeah, today. Leafs vs. Canucks. Leafs mm-hmm. vs. Yeah. Canucks, uh, big, big game. game. Yeah. Jinx. It's game day, baby. I'm not giving you a Coke, but, yeah. Coca-Cola to confirm. Coca-Cola. 
Yeah, yes. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Um, big game for Canucks and Leafs. Um, a little That's bit of a um, more challenging year. game, I guess, for us. There's a lot of uh, fan base beef, I guess you could also say. That's always been there with the Leafs. Um, but yeah, for Toronto, it's like a loss in Vancouver could mean a lot. Uh, it could be it could come at the expense of their head coach. Um, See, now I think since they won their last game, there's a little bit of a pushback. breathing room for him. Yeah, they almost blew a lead, but like still, there's a little bit more of a breathing room since they beat Calgary. But he's definitely on the hot seat. He definitely should be on the hot seat. I'm hoping Vancouver just comes in and like absolutely abo- like like kills Ed- Toronto. Edmonton like, vibes. Eight nothing. Like eight nothing, ten nothing. Get them out of there. I think it's not gonna happen. If I was that. if I was Toronto, I would look at getting rid of uh what's his name? Sheldon Keefe. They're not a really good team this year. They only They're really have, not. They have yeah. fourteen regulation wins. Fourteen. We have twenty eight. Yeah. That's crazy. They're ninth last in the league in uh, regulation wins. They, I think it's it comes down to culture. Like we were talking about the Mitch Marner comments, they their culture doesn't look to be too well, and sort of the structure of their team too. I think there's a lot of issues there. Obviously, they're the Leafs, so they get a lot of media coverage. But I don't know. I I feel like it could be a pretty well, good game for them. It's a lot it's of the only uh, reason they're still hanging around is that. Stupid guy, man. Austin Matthews. 71 goal pace. 71 goal pace. Like, you have to give him his credit. I don't like the guy personally because he's a Leaf. But, um, you know, you got to give him his flowers. Yeah. No, I think the whole culture thing, it's like there's too much individualism on the team. Too much like me, me, me. Um, Everybody playing for money. Nobody. Oh, 100%. Right. And... uh that's what kills this team, man. And it's like even like beforehand, like Dubas, uh, Dubas era, like you're just bringing in like free agents every year. Like I remember Toronto's like roster would like literally, except for like the core four, it'd be like a yeah. new every single year. Like you mm-hmm. can't just like grab yeah, a bunch so of these much turnover. Every Corey year. Perry, Jason Spets, just random guys coming in. Exactly. Like you can't just grab like some random dudes, put them together, and then be like, "All right, go win a cup." Right? That doesn't. Yeah, you have happen. to have some continuity in your team. Hundred percent. You have to like the, give them a chance to build like the bottom six in Toronto. They're always in and out, in and out, in and out. You got to give them a chance to build some chemistry. Like it might take a year, it might take two years, but like it'll pay off. And I mean, that's, not I, our, that's none of our business. They want to stay that yeah, way. They I don't care what way. they do, but that's just my opinion. So. I mean, <laughs> the Eastern Conference, they're in the wild, they're in a wild card position now. So oh, wow. it's looking tough for them. And Wildcard race in the East is quite, quite close. Yeah, but Toronto has fifty-two points. Detroit's yeah, fifty-one. Just... Washington's fifty. New Jersey's forty-nine. Islanders are forty-nine. Pittsburgh forty-eight. Like, if the Leafs lose today and tomorrow in uh, Seattle, that could mean a whole lot of changes there. If the other teams start winning, they could be looking at themselves out of a playoff spot by tomorrow. Do you guys see a mega trade mm-hmm. coming? Like a guy like uh, Tavares or a guy like Marner? I've said for a long time now that Tavares should get traded. Mm-hmm. He's getting I think old. Warner. I think he's getting Warner, old. Yeah, he makes old too old. much money. Like it, keeping Tavares makes no sense to me. But I don't think they do it. I don't think they have the courage to 
make that also trade. another side note i was just looking on my phone she's a goalie matchup right i had no idea they had martin jones yeah they use oh. their like hl system or something so yeah, yeah. i had no idea Typical he's, Toronto. Got, he's got the start today so it's it's almost game time so we're we're finding out information as we go mm-hmm. about who's coming who's playing who's I still what. haven't seen anything about the lineup for the canucks i don't know yeah. who's in who's out I know Carlson's coming in for Guzmanko. That's been the biggest one. But expect everything else to be the oh, same. Oh, is that like official? I haven't seen it. It's not official, but I'd, I I expect that. It's probably going to be the case. I don't see them calling up uh, like Carlson Friedman for hasn't said game. anything about yeah. the lineups either yet. So. And I think Dan got the start. It's a big yeah. game. But uh, yeah, man. Um, let's get you guys score predictions. Let's see. Oh, I, hate, I don't know score predictions. Well, too bad. I'm telling you to do it. I I don't. I want to jinx it. I want to see. I want to see Toronto lose. That's all I care about. Okay. Well, Grzebic, you want to do one? Yeah. Sure. Why not? What's the what's the big deal? Um, I think it's gonna be one of the most entertaining games of the year, right? Because Mm -hmm. both teams play very fast paced. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we're at home. You know, we're we're the uh we're actually we're the betting favorites this today, but like we do not endorse but we don't condone that, but I'm just saying for anybody who does, they are the Canucks are minus one twenty five on the money line. Um anyways, I'll take I'll take um I'll take a five three win. Oh, that's exactly what I was I was gonna say five two. Five two? Yeah, I I'll I'll think four three and then an empty netter, five three. I'm gonna say five three and Besser and Matthews both are on the score sheet tonight. I think a Besser double and a Matthews double. I was gonna say uh, I see a hat trick coming from the Canucks end. You think so? I think so. A, a Besser hat trick would be so nice right now. He, he deserves name it. the name the player. Name the players. Like who give it to Besser. Besser. Right. I mean, he deserves it. Look at him. He's had two goals waved off recently because of JT. Mm-hmm. JT's yeah. talked about it too. How he. I mean, hey man, that one against. Coyotes. Arizona was, was not. Weak. It was not. Those are not goalie interference, man. Horrible. Like, dude's not even interfering with the goalie. And on top he got of that, pushed he got pushed into in. The goal. Yeah, he got pushed in. Yeah. It's, no. And by it's, the time the shot was actually taken, he wasn't even touching the goalie. And exactly. the goalie pushed. The goalie pushed off of him. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like, how is that interference on your guy? That makes no sense. Whatever. Well, something that happened in child type thing, but. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, last little bit of news before we sign off here. It just happened a couple hours ago. Patrick Waugh as the new head coach of the Islanders. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. Pretty big move. Uh, I saw Lou Lamoureux. He said uh, that Patrick was the only guy he really looked at for a coaching position. And Yeah, I saw that right now. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? I mean, we've seen what coaching changes can do, right? Um, Edmonton's a good example. Um, Vancouver last year with Bruce was a good example. Uh, Vancouver this year with talk, it's a good example, right? Sometimes you just need that change of scenery, change of system. Um, I'm not too sure uh, or too familiar with Raw system and what he does, nor am I too familiar with uh, the Islanders, but uh, I do know they like playing more of a defensive game. Um, but this has the potential to kind of push him over, right? We were talking about it before how Toronto's kind of uh hanging around towards the end of that race, right? And Islanders are another team that's chasing them right now. This could potentially be that uh, the answer to that and uh, that kind of gets them into that playoff spot. I don't know, man. I, Patrick, why? Well, he didn't really have that much success when he was with uh, Colorado a while ago. So 
In all fairness, they sucked when he was there. So he still fairness. had the talent, but I don't know. I feel we'll see how it goes, but I don't really expect. I I don't I don't really think he he seems more not a system guy, but a player guy. Yeah. Right. He probably I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, for I a, hope- for a guy like Bull, that's his fifth head coach in three years, which is just crazy. <laughs> He's probably sick of it. I hope just because you mentioned Bo, I'd hope they don't make the playoffs now. Yeah. We loved Bo, but those comments we didn't like, so. Yeah. I, I cheered for him. I didn't really care they... too much for it. I yeah, second best it, was, for... it was in one year out the other. I didn't really care too much. For I it, cheered but... for him when they had the video tribute, but after other than that, it was more booing, mm-hmm. so. Man, he was my favorite player at one point. I was thinking of I was getting about a, to get a jersey. jersey. Yeah, yeah, same. And I was like, I was never thinking of getting those jersey. comments. Really didn't sit well. But I'm not uh, a. I don't really like. I don't know jerseys for me or uh, like I get them, but every time I get somebody, they end up leaving within like two or three years. I mean, you got your Quinn jersey for two or three I got, years. I've I've got I like probably the first player. That hasn't left in that time frame. Cigars curse. Stop buying cowboy jerseys. I got a I CD mean, Lamb jersey. Hey, I, I really hope. Hey, Gers, maybe you should get a Kuzmenko jersey. Yeah, I'm not gonna yes. do that. Wait, maybe when they're on, maybe when they're on clearance. And funny talking enough, about Kuzmenko. Sorry, talking about Kuzmenko. Just the information just saw right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canucks aren't changing their lineup. Demko okay, gets to so start, Ooh, and okay. Kuzmenko's still in the lineup. Talkit says he just has a feeling about Kuzmenko in the lineup and wants to see him focus on shooting and playing a direct game. Hmm. So, All right, so maybe this is the last. Uh, maybe this is the last little. Uh, this it's is the showcase. It's the, show, it, it's the showcase. Showcase him on hockey chance. night on Canada, hockey day in Canada against right. the Leafs. Quickly, quickly, right here. Um, let's predict his stat line: shots on goal, everything. Okay. Um, who wants to start? Uh, zero 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 one shot. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Fourteen minutes of ice time. Five Damn, shots you're on generous. net. Holy. Okay. Five shots on net. One goal. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, twelve minutes on the ice. Four shots on net. Zero goals. It's gonna go twelve minutes to one shot. Nothing really much. Watch him get a hat trick now. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I don't Against care. the Leafs, you know, it's a good showcase game. Yeah. Get his trade value up and then get him out of here. Yeah. Um, what I was going to talk about before you mentioned this was uh, yesterday I was at uh, Pastimes and uh, I was just grabbing some basketball jerseys for a friend. And Yo, he's uh, going to be at Pastimes tomorrow. Kuzmenko mm-hmm. is in Langley. Not if that. he gets traded. I, I saw I don't his. Think he's gonna get <laughs> traded in the next twenty four hours. Behind the know. counter, there was a custom order, and somebody got a Kuzmenko jersey, and I was like, "Damn, man, I feel bad for whoever did that." <laughs> Probably for the signing tomorrow, man. Maybe, maybe. Do you guys know which location he's coming down? In Langley, to? I'm pretty Langley, sure. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's too far for me to care. Yes, I'm. I'm not big on the buying tickets and stuff. Like. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. Like I think you should just line up if you get a chance to meet him. You do. If you don't, you don't. Like whatever. Plot twist, you go to get your jersey signed and he just starts drawing a bunch of donuts. <laughs> but uh draws the stat line. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just donuts. All right, I get it. All He's right. a nice guy. He's a nice guy. We He's a nice guy, yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about? I know the game's almost Cody Hodgson. 
Oh, Cody Hodson. Yes, that's a very, very uh, cool topic. You, you want to talk about a little bit about that, Gers? Yeah, like he's coming back. Um, he's trying to make an attempt to come back. Uh, he's signing with the Preds AHL, AHL team, yeah, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Admirals. Admirals, yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, he's 34 years old. You know, his career stopped in a really bad way obviously um so i i really hope he gets his chance obviously his window right now is going to be a little smaller but um yeah i think i think he will i think he'll do well i think he'll do well in the ahl i don't know if he'll get another nhl chance but i think he'll be doing well in the ahl i think it's gonna be not to hit on the guy i think it's gonna be tough to come back after so many years and try to make a comeback i think might be a little tough in the starting, but hey, he was a skilled guy when he was. He always had mm-hmm. that potential, so yeah. you never know. You always wish the best to him and see how it goes. I still remember when he got traded for Zach Cassian. I oh, was yeah. absolutely oh, man, what a fuming. Day. I was like, "What are we doing? Like this was supposed what to be the future." I but, was, uh, I was in class. I was in. My teacher told me he's like, "Yeah, Cody Hodson just got traded." I was like, "What?" Yeah, and Zach yeah. Cassian. I, I had no clue who Zach Cassian was. So I was like, "Who is this?" Yeah, but uh, yeah, wish the best of luck to that guy. He was fun to watch while he was here in Vancouver. His, his uh, game mate uh, Slapshot will always remember that. Hundred percent against Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I think with that said, I think we're good for today. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So thank you. Everybody One for... hour till game time. Everybody go get ready. Thanks for interrupting me again, Gers. Yeah. No. No problem. Don't do it again. By the way, by the I'll way. Do it again. Uh, just want to say, shout out Cowboys for losing. Go right, Packers, go Green. All right, good night, guys. <laughs> hey, thank you, everybody, for go tuning in to our uh, third episode of Nux and Pucks. Uh, make sure you follow us on our socials, Nux and Pucks underscore on TikTok and Instagram, and then Nux and Pucks on Twitter and YouTube. Fill the comment section with L's for Gers. L's L. for Gers. Uh, Cowboy Sucks also works. And uh, drop below the predictions today for uh, the Leafs and Canucks game. And if you predict the score before the game starts and you predict it correctly, give you a shout out. Yep. With that said, uh, see you guys next time. Peace. Right. Peace